at KeepGoodKeith on Twitter. All responses are appreciated. This is the Punchy Panda Podcast. And we're back again, Punchy Panda Podcast. We're doing it one-one style. Welcome to Punchy Panda Podcast. It's me, Mark Keith. Keep good, keep on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. Today we got to talk about a lot of good stuff. Mainly UFC 234, Whitaker versus Gaslam. This is a big fight. It's going to be the first fight Robert Whitaker is going to have in his homeland of Melbourne. So I'm very, very, very excited for this co-main and main event, which I'm going to get to a lot later. Because a lot of the fights on the card are decent at best, but not a lot of depth here. So I'm here to bolster up the card a little bit to you, talking about a few names that I know. Jim Crute, very, very, very promising light heavyweight coming out of the region. Um, I believe he's undefeated in the UFC right now. And he's one of the stars they're going to be looking to back. Taking on a big opponent. So I really, really am looking forward into seeing what Jim Crute has going forward. He has great hands. And, you know, he's young for the division, so... All things are pointing up to him. Montana De La Rosa coming off of the Ultimate Fighter. Very, very good flyweight. She's taking on a newcomer in Nadia Kasim. Very interested to see how that fight turns out as well, especially the burgling flyweight division. Additionally, I, I think the biggest fighter on this card, the biggest name, and I believe he's the only other fighter ranked, is Hani Yaya. Just doing a damn thing at Bantamweight. Taking on a young up-and-coming Ricky Simone. Very tough fight. I believe, again, he's undefeated in the UFC. So you're going to have to watch out for that if he wants to continue climbing those ranks at Bantamweight. Which he's been doing a pretty decent job. Um, Hitting back to his ultimate fighter. We have Kaikar France, Teruto Ishihara. Um, those are great fighters. Don't know much about the opponents that they're facing, but they're both coming off of um, losses. So hopefully they get back into the win column here. Wuji Budin coming out of China, very high on him as well. So look out for his fight against Jonathan Martinez. Jalen Turner, I recognize the name, but don't really recognize his fighting style. So I'm going to be looking out for his fight as well on the undercard. Shane Young, always very entertaining. Austin Arnett, very durable. So I wonder who's going to come out on top of that one. Those That fight will be very entertaining, very fast-paced. And those guys are good everywhere. But the person who I really want to zone in on here, the biggest name on the entire pay-per-view card outside of the um, headliners would be Lando Venata. Everybody remembers his Cinderella story against... Tony Ferguson a few years ago. He's been up and down ever since then. But he's, you know, he's in the journeyman stage just right now. Taking on somebody I've never heard of. So hopefully, again, he can get back into that win column. Like I said, he's a huge name. He gets a couple wins under his butt at lightweight. Who knows what will happen for his career from there. 
The big thing going on in this card is obviously the title implications going in the headlining role in the co-main event between Robert Whitaker, Kaiser Gales, Robert Whitaker and Kevin Gastelum and Anderson Silva and Idriol Sadia. Looks like a straight up tournament format, which is so nice to see, especially on the top of a pay-per-view that, let's be honest, it's a middling. They have a lot of young fighters on their up-and-comers, but along as well-established UFC veterans, this fight card is lacking that. Doesn't mean it doesn't have great fighters. Doesn't mean this fight is not a good card. But when you put the co-main and main event on the till with such huge implications, such huge fight, obviously the less of the card, unless it has you know star power on it, it's going to look a little middling. Anderson Silva is looking to return to championship form when he takes out the newcomer. Everybody thinks Israel Asanya is the next big thing, me included. Everyone is high on his abilities. But this is a spot where he's been in before with kickboxing. But this is a huge role. He has the crowd on his side. He's fighting his idol. And as we just saw with Jose Aldo, you cannot count these legends out for a second. You cannot do it. If it's all about getting back to the gold, if it's all about leaving a stamp on a legacy, Anderson Silva will do that. We saw that against Michael Bisping. He has the ability to knock out anybody in the division. And I'm saying, right, we have Israel signing with the same ability. So it makes me wonder, what's going to happen? A part of me, a strong part of me, Feels like this might be one of those mirror-looking matches, and it's not a lot of strikes thrown because Anderson likes to counter, and Adesanya has so much respect. That's one way to look at this fight. That's the way I'm looking at it, because I personally believe that their striking abilities are about even, with Adesanya just having the youth and explosion on his side, which doesn't mean much when Anderson Silva has so much more experience, especially inside that octagon. Another way to look at this fight is the young eating the old. Stylebender has been set up in this position in Melbourne in front of his hometown to take out a legend and become a champion, to become a bona fide superstar when there's no other stars to look at on the card. That's also a very valid way to look at it. It's the way the odds makers are looking at it. But I don't want to put anybody on a pedestal before their time. You have to prove that you are championship quality and personally and honestly I don't think beating Derek Brunson was proof enough because he has a willingness to be reckless and I feel like if Derek Brunson was more focused on becoming a champion maybe that fight would have went a little bit deeper and we would have seen a little bit more from Israel Adesanya not a direct shot at Brunson we know and he said this directly that he came in for the kill got caught He's done that plenty of times in fights. You know, you got to admire that kill mode. That kill mode is what keeping Jose Aldo going. That was keeping a lot of these legends going. So I'm not knocking him. And like we said, we saw him against Anderson Silva, somebody that I think beat Anderson Silva. Brunson did very well. He was very calculated and precise. So we know when it comes to a big fight, he has a tendency to just drop the ball. So... I just want to see him be a true top five opponent. The style bender. 
but I don't see that happening after this fight. I see if he beats Anderson, he obviously he's going to get a title shot. So I would hope that he's ready for such a big step up in competition because there is a big step up between Anderson Silva and Robert Whitaker and Kevin Gastelum. Keep it, keep on Twitter. Hit me up. Anything you want me to talk about on the show. Anything that you want me to know about you. You want to donate? You want to help support the show? Hit me up directly. DM me. Keep could keep the proxy Pharaoh on Twitter. One thing that I noticed growing up being a wrestler is that people who had to cut weight, the people who didn't, had two dramatically different experiences at tournaments. Me, someone who was naturally on 125, didn't have to cut weight. Ate whatever I wanted. Had a lot of fun. But to the people who did have to cut weight, it was miserable. I remember, unfortunately, seeing so many penises on accident just because people had to be naked to get on the scale. I know how it is to put that bag on and to run for an hour just to get that weight down. It's tough. It's very hard. And it's very hard to focus on your performance after that. If Robert Whitaker and Calvin Gaslam are two examples of how amazing not cutting weight is, I don't know who else is. Kevin Gaslam, who, by the way, 170 pounds, welterweight, missweight, won the ultimate shot fighter at middleweight, has knocked down every opponent he's faced at 185 in the UFC, with maybe the exception of Uriah Hall, and I believe he knocked him down too. Power translates. Robert Whitaker took out Derek Brunson and beat him at his own game. How hard, fast strikes, and uninevitable takedown defense. The speed obviously translates. And now we're on the precipice of having two fighters at their natural weight actually competing for a world championship. And I don't know when the last time this has ever happened outside of the original UFCs. This is something that we need to see more of. This is something that would be amazing if we can get that 175-pound division. I think Woodley would have a much, much harder time fighting those two individuals. And the winner of this fight is setting himself up to actually prove the statements that I made. Anderson Silva and Israel Asanya are true 100% middleweights. And Israel Asanya is in his prime still. So, if the winner of this main event fight can beat one of them, a prime middleweight, I don't consider Jacare a prime middleweight, or defeat a legend, the all-time GOAT at middleweight in the UFC, it just goes to show you, there's no reason to kill yourself. The advantage is fighting healthy, not fighting heavy. And that's the thing that I'm really looking to take away from this fight. Honestly, I don't care who wins. I'm rooting for Kevin Gaslam. I believe that he will win. But at the end of the day, this just shows you that being healthy is really what's best for your career in the long run and in the short run. 
Like I said, it's a very interesting fight. Their styles match up very well against each other. I feel like speed is going to play a very, very important fight um, factor in this fight and takedown defense. We know they both have heavy hands, so they're going to be very, very calculated in getting this fight done. No disrespect, Jacare. I know you're elite, but as far as being at the top of the heap, your time has passed for that. How does, um, excuse me, how does uh, Robert Whitaker win? I'm going to say pressure, constantly moving forward, keeping that right hand out, keeping that left jab pumping, and leg kicks. We're going to damage those legs of Calvin Gastelum, take that shot away. For Calvin Gastelum, it's almost the exact same thing. We're going to be pressing forward using angles. Instead of using our jab, we're going to be using straight punches to close the distance as fast as we can, getting the clinch range. Once we get into that clinch range, if we can get a takedown, we can ground and pound from there. If we can't get into the clinch, we're going to have to find a way to get on the inside. Inside work is going to be very important for Calvin Gaslam in this fight. I am very interested in this fight. I'm very interested in what this fight says about the future of the middleweight division and what a main event for the first pay-per-view out of the UFC in 2019. Update on the Bellator side of things. Looks like the Bellator European invasion is happening this year. Finally, the European fans have a new TV broadcast deal, Sky Sports, their main broadcasting platform. So even though I'm not from there, I know that the more an MMA promoter spreads into these European markets, that's more fans. More fans means more shows. And the perfect timing of it to just slam dunk that right down the MMA media's throat and then you get the... The press conference we've all been waiting for from MVP and Paul Daly. Very entertaining, very electric. <laughs> uh, Scott Coker was more of a referee trying to get the questions answered while they were just screaming at each other. Very entertaining. But I agree that this is the biggest fight in European MMA history. I don't know about it necessarily being a grudge match or anything like that, but... I think there's been a lot of back and forth between these two for a long time. And as far as, you know, I don't know. The media said that about it being the best in history, but I definitely think it's the most anticipated fight in the first round of the Bellator Grand Prix. Remember, this is going to be a five-round fight, which is a lot. I don't think a lot of people are talking about. MVP might have to go five rounds if he can't put Paul Daly away. And we know Paul Daly can go the distance. But I guess that's what everybody's thinking, that he's easily going to get put away. But only time will tell. Paige is very, very confident, and so is Paul Daly. So that's going to give us a very, very great fight. I think Scott Coker and the Bellator company is doing a good job at mitigating the backlash that they're getting from the UK fans and media about the MVP Daly fight. I'm glad he had a pretty good explanation, basically stating that he wanted to do the fight in the UK. He got the green light from all parties involved to get the fight MVP versus Daly in the UK, but there wasn't a venue for the time slot that he needed. And, you know, that happens. 
that happens everywhere. That's why, you know, at least that's what Dana White is saying, why they can't get into Hawaii. It's hard for them to get procure a venue for the amount of time that they need. So at least that's a, a good explanation of why MVP Daily is in freaking Connecticut. But at least we're going to have a great doubleheader in the state and two great main events. Oh, and I almost forgot. Remember, remember, Bellator is this weekend as well. The return of Pitbull, the lightweight main event. Check that out. Keep good, keep on Twitter. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your day. I wanted to get this out to you guys as soon as possible. I know a lot of people don't know what's going on with the undercard of UFC 234. People are saying it's a bad card. It's not. Shout out to Devontae Smith. Everybody knows that the pay-per-views that are not in the U.S. suffer from a lack of death. But I'm here to tell you, punchy panda listeners, that we got a big one coming. And we got a lot of younger cuppers that are coming for the strap. So just look out for this card to look for those future talents. Again, thank you so much for listening to Punch Your Panda Podcast. Always punch up.